Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go. Uh, Adam, uh, I want to start right away. Let's just get right to it because this team has to win two games to secure a playoff berth. Uh, if they lose one of the two, there's still chances, but then we get into all kinds of tiebreakers and it just the chances decrease dramatically. So let's go right to Indianapolis. I know um, you're working on a story on their great running back, Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to give you a hot take right off the top that he's not going to get his average of 108 yards against this Raiders defensive front. But right away, from what you've learned in the film you've watched about Jonathan Taylor, kind of what sets him apart from the other backs they face this this year. I mean, they're not going to hold him to 18 yards like they did the two Bronco guys. But why should they be so concerned about him just skill-wise and what he offers? So you're saying he's not going 108. What do you think, 150, 160? No, I, 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 I'm i giving you a hot take, man. I, I'm under 108. I believe in this Raiders front. Wow. I, I'm, I'm floored. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. <laughs> I mean, I'm burning up right now. This is, uh, this exactly. is incredible. <laughs> and I give hot takes. They're hot. So, listen, it's not – Jonathan Taylor is an unbelievable running back. I mean, his vision is unparalleled. He, he can see a hole. He can hit it and then just go. Um, he was a track guy in high school. So, his speed is off the charts. But um, it's really just the his all-around ability – uh, as a running back to find a hole, see a hole, go and 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 then just hit it and, and move on from there. And you saw that vision against the Cardinals last week, that first carry of the game. I mean, he just went and uh, and hit it and, and he was he was gone 40 yards downfield in a second. But the Cardinals did do a pretty good job overall. And that was because the Colts offensive line was depleted. So the real you know key to the running game is not that Jonathan Taylor is as good as he is because he's great. It's the fact that the offensive line is just incredible, and they didn't even have three of their starters last week. They had three guys on the COVID list, and they got guys hurt during the game. They were down to basically second stringers at every position. Still ran for over 100 yards. wasn't his best game. Uh, didn't get any touchdowns, um, and so he, he didn't have like a, a, a he didn't take over like he does most weeks. But I, I think it's mostly that offensive line that is just so good and so tough to deal with for opposing teams and their commitment to run. And the scheme that they run. I mean, all those things combine to just make that ground game so exceptional. And I think that's what the big challenge is for the Raiders going into this week. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a that is a hot take right there uh, that he won't get the 108. But, I, I mean, if he doesn't, Raiders have a much, much better chance because we've seen uh, what this Colts team could, could do with that ground game. I mean, against the Patriots, they only completed five passes and they won the game. 
And, you know, this is a, a team that is committed to, to running the ball. So, uh, yeah, that is the key for the Raiders. Stop Jonathan Taylor. There's no question about it. It's number one, two, and three on the defensive list. And if they are able to do that, like you think, now their chances to go to the playoffs increase dramatically. Uh, lesser of a hot take for you, because I don't want you burning up the whole show. I <laughs> think Carson Wentz, who went in the COVID protocol this week, uh, and then the league uh, changed their protocols to where now it's five days if you're asystematic, even you're vaccinated, uh, that you can come back and play. Less than hot take. I actually think he's going to play this week. Um, let me ask you, first of all, let me ask you about the protocols, because I think I think a lot of this is completely foolish. One, um, if you're asystematic, if, if he comes back and he's asymptomatic, um, really the only way you could tell, correct me if I'm wrong, is if he has a high fever. I mean, if he doesn't have a fever, I would assume he can go in and say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm feeling good. And he's and they're going to play the guy. I mean, he also doesn't have to be tested for an unvaccinated guy, which I think is just unbelievable that they're not testing unvaccinated players even after the quarantine. So when they changed these protocols, were you I mean, were you sinister about it? Were you saying, oh, here we go, because they want their best players out there. They want the best games for the sponsors out there. It's all about making money and having the best teams. Or did you really think they were following CDC and this is fine and what you saw with the protocols changing, you were okay with? Yeah, I, mean, I think they're absolutely following uh, CDC guidance on this. And, and I think, listen, I've, I've been more on the cautious side of a lot of the, the rules and regulations and um, especially for unvaccinated players. I, I've I've been all for uh, every every step that they've taken and every thing that they've made the players do. And, and I've been you know, very consistent about, you know, having strong regulations in place for COVID protocols, but things do change. And, and, and you know, we learn more, we know more. Um, and, and going forward, I think it's fair to adapt to what we know. And I think that that's been the, the thing from the beginning is that every single day we know more about this and we understand more and we can study more. And, if we block out things that are on just Facebook and, and, and things that are just nonsense, um, you know, actual doctors and actual scientists are trying to figure this out as much as they can every single day. And I think we have we have learned enough to the point where the you know, OCDC came to the decision that they did and made the recommendations that they did. And, and the NFL and, and other sports are following suit now. And um, I, I think you applaud them for taking those steps. Now, I, I know some people would say you should have done it after the season. Because other teams have already been affected, so why are you changing it right now? I understand that point for sure, um, but I just think you know having an open mind and and being able to adapt is probably a good thing uh, for something like this, where you know we didn't know anything about a year and a half ago, and now we know a lot more about. Uh, so you know you applaud the NFL on that level, um, but yeah, I, I, I listen. I'm, I'm going to take their you know knowledge of this more than mine. I know nothing. I just know what I read, what I'm able to to ascertain. So uh, I, I trust them on, on that to make the right decisions, and, and we'll see how this works going forward. Now, as far as symptoms, it, it's – from what I understand from people around the league, guys are doing a fairly good job of, of notifying teams of being symptomatic, mostly because it's one thing for you to test positive. It's another – for you to spread it around to your team and be responsible for a major outbreak that costs other guys, you know, games. Right. So it sounds like people are doing a pretty good job of doing that. Now, the other side of that is the end, right? So it's one thing to go in and say, Hey, I'm feeling sick. Maybe I need to be tested. It's another thing 
to be like, hey, are you still feeling symptomatic or can you get out get out there again? I think guys are going to be much less honest about that part of it. Um, so we will see how that works out. But but I, I also feel like on some level, and maybe this is completely naive and I'm, I'm sure it is, but I feel like that there is at least that guarded place of, hey, the doctor and the you know independent uh, doctor has to clear you also because – you know, you see it. I, I don't know how much you hard knocks you watch. In fact, I probably I would bet it's probably none. The in season hard knocks that's going on. Um, uh, I have I have not watched any. I am deep, deep, deep into season eight of Alone on the History Channel. Okay, uh, I watch all the hard knocks, and it's the Colts, so we get to see the other side. And it was pretty interesting yesterday. Um, you know, the Colts had a bit of an outbreak last week uh, with COVID, as we're as we're talking about, and. Quentin Nelson was sick, their star guard. He was sick. He wasn't feeling well, went and apparently tested negative. Um, and then they had to test him again because he was still feeling sick the next day. And he was positive. But at least, but everybody noticed, like, you know when people are sick, if they're sniffling and coughing and sneezing and all that. Right, right. You understand, like, that's an outward symptom. So, yes, fever for sure if they're taking their temperature and, you know, they don't have the fever. But, you know, it's, it's symptoms are tough to hide if you're really feeling them. All and right. so I, I, I guess I've, I've had some trust on that level, but I probably shouldn't because the NFL has shown many times that they don't care about health and safety. But, you know, in this case, it seems like they do at least a little bit. OK, do you think he plays or not? I think he plays. I think this five day window is going to be enough for him, especially since they don't have to test him. That's the other thing. If they had to test him, I'd say, well, maybe not. Maybe he's still positive. But the fact that that's what bothers me most about these new protocols, it really does, especially for an unvaccinated guy like him. Um, just the fact that he isn't showing symptoms that he can come back and play without being tested. I don't understand that part. I really don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with, okay, you want to do five days. You want to get the quarantine lower. Okay, whatever. Does he show symptoms? Okay, whatever. It's a CDC. I'm not going to go against them. I'm like you. I read what I read. I'm not going to pretend I'm a scientist or I've been working on this and seeing what, you know, what all this means with the variant. But the one thing I just don't uh, support is non-testing when they come back. Like I, I just I don't support that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, we're now we're now we're going into the weeds of you know debating things that we don't really necessarily know about. It's but true. I, I feel like I feel like if he was a contact, that he probably should just be out for a certain amount of time as an unvaccinated player. Um, but as a positive test, it seems like from you know from me reading. Uh, the reports that I read that, you know, your first, you know, basically your first four days, uh, the two days before symptoms, two days after symptoms are the most, you know, when you, when you are the most transmissible. Right. Um, and that you could test positive for weeks or months potentially. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've like, like I said, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to trust that they have done a lot more studies and a lot more research than I have on this um, in actual research, not Facebook research. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess their, you know, their take on this, their read on this is it's those first four days when you're most transmissible. And, you know, now you have to wear a mask coming back. And they're talking about potentially in college basketball, you know, if you come out of your five-day window and you're unvaccinated, you still have to wear a mask on the court. So they're thinking about that and talking about that. Um, I don't know that the NFL does it. I will say I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan in the world, Um but he and, and and I know the cameras are around for hard knocks, but man, he's pretty consistent about you know as the unvaccinated player coming off the field during the uh, during a timeout. Like if the defense is on the field, he's wearing a mask, and the locker room is wearing a mask. Like he's done pretty well with it. Okay. So I, I guess you at least give him that credit. 
Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Okay. Uh, if, if he plays, and let's just assume he plays because if Sam Ellinger, the rookie plays, has never been in a regular season game. I mean, good for the Raiders, obviously, and I think they'll be happy with that. You know, we talked about Jonathan Taylor. Although it was almost Phillip Rivers. I know. It was Well, I think Phillip probably packed on a few when he was coaching high school this year, and I don't know if he's <laughs> in the shape. Might be fat Phillip Rivers. Um, but uh, if if uh, if Wentz plays, and, and I know Jonathan Taylor, you went through his whole kind of resume. I don't know. Again, everything's about Wentz and Jonathan Taylor. To me, if they score 17 points again, it doesn't matter. Like, th- other than the Cowboy game, this offense hasn't been very good. And I want to get your take on that because I don't think Darren Waller will play because even though he went on the COVID list, um, I still think the injury is probably the one thing that will hold him out. Uh, so you're back to playing without Darren Waller, making Hunter Renfro, who's having a terrific season, your number one option. Uh, you know, Foster Moreau did well last week, but still – they're just not scoring enough to win, in my opinion, a game like this, whether it's Jonathan Taylor running for 100 yards or Carson Wentz playing and being just fine. Um, do you have any faith this is going to turn around, even with even if Wilder came back, but let's say he's not going to play, that they're over these next two weeks, you know, they pretty much have to win to get in. We said if they split, there's tiebreakers involved. It gets way too comp- you know, complicated at that point for us to even talk about it. But do you think that this offense can turn it around and why? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I they have the ability to. I just don't know that they will. And the issue is the other teams more than even the Raiders because I do believe at this point in time, right now, it's between the Chiefs and the Colts as the best team in the AFC. I, I think the Colts are incredibly good right now. Uh, they've been good for two months. They're you know so solid both offensively and defensively uh, in the running game. And then, you know, being able to to play defense the way that they do uh, with some star players, but then also some really good role players around them. Um, I just think it's going to be a really tough game no matter what. Even if the Raiders offense is on point, even if they are sharp, this is a tough, tough team to play against. So um, I don't know that they're going to get fixed just from uh, on their own, you know, merits. I, I think they're capable of it. They're more than capable of it. But this is a really, really tough uh, schedule down the stretch, mostly going on the road against the Colts. Obviously, the Chargers are a very up-and-down team. Could they beat them next week? Sure. Um, and, and as you said, there are scenarios where going one-and-one one does that. But I just think 
you know, whether you are on your game or not, going into Indianapolis and beating this Colts team right now is a huge, huge ask. Uh, all right, well, we'll see what happens there. We'll have all the coverage, obviously, at Vegas Nation as Adam and I, Vinny, Heidi, uh, photographers, we all head to Indianapolis. You will be actually in the air uh, as the clock strikes midnight and we get to 2022. Sure. Is that okay with you? Are you, I know what you feel about Christmas and presents and the weirdness that goes along with that. But are you also anti-New Year's Eve? Well, let's see. <laughs> yes, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm i fine with it because it's a any late night holiday I'm good with. Uh, just like any well, late night never, sporting event. It's because you never sleep. I know. It's great. Um, just like any late night sporting event, I'll watch. Like, I'm, I'm not much of a golf fan, but I love the British Open because you can watch it starting at like 2 a.m. Right, right. It's great. I love it. Olympics in the middle of the night. Love it. Um, I'm a middle of the night guy. So, so yeah, when everybody's up late and everybody's celebrating late, I'm good with that. Um, I do think it's, you know, it's, it's almost cliche to call it amateur hour at this point, but it is, it's people that don't stay up and people that don't party that decide all of a sudden to party. It's weird. Um, I don't like that part of it. I also don't like, listen, let's, let's be honest. It's just, it's just random. There's no rhyme or reason to January 1st. It's just like, all right, we're going to call this the date on the calendar and we're going to celebrate it. So I don't really love that part of it. Um, But sure, I'm not I'm not completely anti celebration and festivities. So uh, I'm kind of with that a little bit. I am excited to be in the air for it. Oh, you are. I think it's I think it's a very cool. I mean, I, I booked that flight on purpose. I think it's a very cool thing. To be like, yeah, when the new year, when the new year struck and everybody was celebrating, I was in the air flying to Indianapolis. Uh, I think like that, that's kind of a cool moment to just be like away from it all. Uh, maybe from way up high above all the clouds, you can see some fireworks down on the on land somewhere. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with New Year's as a concept. I just think it's kind of overrated. Have you been a guy that's been up and down the strip a lot or did you not do that over the years? You've been here a long time. Yeah. We know about the strip and we know about New Year's Eve. Have you been a guy to embrace that or are you like, I'm staying the hell away from that place? In it, there, were, there was a time in my life I was a go to the strip on New, on New Year's guy. Um, I don't mind the actual strip on New Year's. Like, I, I think it's actually, uh, it's fairly, it's wild, but it's fairly fun. I enjoy it. I've also been a, a downtown Las Vegas guy. Like, they always have pretty good concerts and um it's it's pretty managed I, I enjoy that part of it uh it's more it's more the aftermath right so it's it's getting there um you know either you have to get there very very early in the day or be very far away and walk up there which is fine but then afterwards just trying to get back to your car it's fighting through just pools of bodily fluids and disgustingness uh to try to get back to your car or wherever you parked um, crazy people just falling down in front of you. Uh, you know, those sorts of things are very tough to deal with. I'm still totally, I would love it if you could like go down there and park and then just be a part of it and then get home. But the logistics yeah, yeah. of getting down there is insane. And that's um, probably starting so more, I've kind of turned to more downtown or yeah. And more, you know, house party type person. And the last couple of years, it's been fairly cold. So that's not fun. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's something that people should experience. Yeah, I know it's some people should experience. Though I, I enjoy it uh, from that from that perspective, just getting down there. And if you have a room, even better, you can get back up to your room and 
um, you know, after it's all over. And I, I'm saying not at like 1201, I'm saying at like five, six in the morning, but I will say every year it's a tradition and I won't be able to do it this year because I'll be in Indianapolis. But every year when they start to open the roads again at like four, four thirty in the morning, Oh no! I will drive up and down, and down the strip. The roads? Why? Just to do it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, to just, just see what? the the carnage. You, you want you, to see the carnage? The the absolute carnage, both just from you know trash and debris, and also just the aftermath of people just stumbling up and down the strip. It's amazing. Larry Mir, our producer, checks in with strip zombies. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. I mean, at that point of night. They're, like it's the people that are still the holdovers that are still out there for the most part are just train wrecks. They're just stumbling around. Uh, they have no life in their eyes. It's nuts. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a guy who's always stayed home. That's not going to surprise you. I'm sure I've never, I've never been down at the strip. <laughs> I uh, stay home and I watch alone or I watch TV shows. Sometimes I don't even make it to midnight, sacked out, sacked out, completely dead <sighs> to the world. Maybe tip a tip of alcoholic beverage at about 10, 10 p.m. Uh, family tries to stay <laughs> up and watch, you know, uh, rest his soul, Dick Clark over the years. Uh, Dick's gone now. Uh, but uh, now you got now you got uh, Anderson Cooper uh, with the ball drop. So uh, I'm sure they're going to be watching that. I don't know. Indianapolis, I guess I'll be watching that on the TV. Oh, you're not going to hit the streets in Indy? No, come on. You know, I'm, what streets do I ever hit? I'm not so, a street hitter. So when my, when my flight lands at 5 a.m., uh, New Year's Day, you're not still going to be up uh, partying? I will not be an indie zombie. You will not see <laughs> okay. me rolling through the streets of Indianapolis. You know I'm not a street guy. I'm not a street hitter. Uh, I'm more of a <laughs> street hitter. I'm, I'm more of a courtyard by Marriott guy, and uh, that is where I will uh, tip in uh, 2022 with a bottle of water that they leave in your room that you have to pay five bucks for. No, when they leave it in your room at the Marriott, you're good. I thought I paid five dollars each time. Uh, they, they'll put a little thing on there if it's five. Yeah. I think in Indy, no, Indy is not a charge for five dollars in the water in the room city. It's very, it's a salt of the earth. <laughs> Indianapolis. I'm a big Indy fan. Really? Oh no, I I like it because not just the hotels, but everything seems to be around each other. Like the ballpark, yeah. the AAA ballpark, uh, where we're going to watch the football game, where I've been to Final Fours before. The hotels. It's not a long walk to get to a lot of places. Yeah, it's all walkable. Uh, some amazing restaurants down in that area. It's why it's a great place for the Final Four, uh, but also a good place for, for you know the NFL, the Combine, which is leaving there. Right. But um, it's a great spot for it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I complain about almost every city on the road. I mean, Cleveland was a disaster. Oh, what a disaster! Cleveland sucked. But I, I will complain about almost every road city. We had some good ones this year. New York's good, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Indy is great. Well, we'll all be there, Ed. Adam, Vinny, Heidi, our photographers, I want to wish a happy new year to uh, my buddy Adam and my buddy Larry. Uh, they do such an incredible job here on Sports and White Conduct. That's going to do it for our latest edition of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino, STN Sports, and presented by TickPick. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day, while we preview the Raiders and Colts. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. Happy New Year to everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. 
It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.